Welcome to This Is Everything with Daniel Cura, episode number three with my guest Brad Winter. Uh, just again, another quick intro at the beginning for those of you who don't know Brad, maybe just give you a quick background. Um, he's probably, safe as bet, my oldest friend. Um, I've known this guy since I was like 10 or 11 years old, so I invited him over to my place and we just had a pretty chill, relaxed kind of talk. It was on a Saturday morning, kind of just hung out and and I uh, talked about a few different things uh, about us meeting, growing up, um, kind of some old shenanigans and new shenanigans, uh, whether it be like working together at a sandwich shop or uh, our my bachelor party, and then like uh, his stories as far as his job as a firefighter. We go into some fun stuff and some kind of heavy stuff, and uh, we talk from there about just how he deals with it. That kind of leads into meditation, and then. Um, overall, different takes on, again, we go into religion and stuff, so um, it's fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Just want to give you a quick intro, and again, just let you know to uh, follow along with us um, with everything we're doing at State Lines. Um, we're all over the place. You can always follow all of our new stuff coming at state-lines.com. Uh, you can follow on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash statelines. Twitter is at TweetStateLines, Instagram is at StateLines, and we have a Tumblr, which is official StateLines. So uh, we're all over the place, and we're really glad that you're along for the ride. Um, again, if you're listening at all, thank you very much. And um, if you're on an Apple device, please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. And go ahead and please give us a review. It'll help us a lot, whether it be uh, giving us a, a couple-star review, whatever you think is fair. Hopefully it's five. And also, if you take just a couple seconds out of your day and just give us a quick written one, it'll help us out a lot. So, um, okay, that's it. I'm trying to keep these short. So here it is, episode number three of This Is Everything with my friend and great guest, uh, Brad Winter. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. How you doing, dude? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Max is yes. all up on you. He's giving me the sniff inspection. Uh, Max, come on. <laughs> Podcasting with a dog. Yes. Um, cool, man. What's new? Uh, Thanks for coming, first of all. Yeah. At no 10 o'clock in the morning on a Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like I'm a famous person in front of a microphone. <laughs> in my living Pod- room again. Podcast, yeah. Um, that's cool, dude. Anything okay. new? Uh, no, you know, the usual. Working, living, yeah. paying bills. Just got off work this morning. <laughs> we done yet, man? No? Max, go lay down. <laughs> this is, you're doing great for podcasting. You're doing great for, for radio. Move. Sure. Um, Hopefully the microphone can pick up all the snorts <laughs> he's doing. You just got a puppy, though. Yes, I did. I have not met him. Lord Tubbins P. Wintershire, <laughs> the fourth Esquire. Esquire? Esquire, yeah. That's great. He specializes in foreclosure law. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, yeah, I need to meet him. That's all that you, uh, you sent me that picture the other day, but yeah. that's about it. He's at his grandma's house right now. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, thanks for coming by. I know it's last minute, but, um. Hey, glad to be here. Should be cool. Look it's forward. like hanging out here. Nice place. I mean, you were here just the other day, so. Yes. Except we were drunk. Yeah, I'm a lot more so. <laughs> Not completely, just a little bit more. Brad, for <laughs> anybody who partook, was part of the uh, the Sharknado 3 yes. drinking game live tweet party. So It was wonderful. <laughs> That's cool. I've known you, when did? Sixth grade? Like 11 years old? 
10 years old. Good gravy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's crazy. Yeah, we met um, in middle school oh, yeah. and in the band when we both... <laughs> Well, you went to band class. I, don't know I was you're... I was there. <laughs> you quote unquote played the the clarinet allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> once. Yeah. And I played the saxophone, and that's why we hooked up. Yeah. And uh, besties ever since. That was yeah, a good time. It was love at first sight. <laughs> um, and then, so we did all that, and then the awkwardness of having fun in high school. Oh yeah. And then um. <laughs> In college, we worked at Quiznos together. The Q crew. I don't know if we can say Quiznos. I don't care. It's free. Quiznos, and then um, they still around. Is that a company still? It maybe. I haven't seen one in a while. And the only I think they're like at gas stations. Ah, there you <laughs> they go. turned into like, like um, Godfather like Blimpies. Kind of <laughs> yeah, Godfather Pizza. Yeah, we worked there in high school and um, had some shenanigans. Oh yeah. Shenanigans I remember. I think they all know this, now that they're listening. We used to have the best bosses, but they mm-hmm. kind of let us run the joint after like a, a couple of years. Maddie and Peter. My my favorite story of all the stuff was one time, I mean, if we're wondering why they're not around anymore, <laughs> we, I think it was you and I working a shift closing and I couldn't find you I, I think I remember this correctly I couldn't find you and you walked out of the the freezer with just your apron on and you turned just asked to the, asked to the, the security camera and just walked up to the front I had a cute butt too I had to show it off and then the um so I died and I can't remember I, I, I'm assuming we didn't have any customers cause that wouldn't have wouldn't have flown but then i remember like the next like morning or next like meeting because <laughs> they had the camera feed running into their house our, our owners did and they were just like right next time just keep your pants on <laughs> how i did not get fired in that place i don't on multiple occasions we, I did not know we didn't get fired i mean that was probably the quote-unquote worst thing like <laughs> hygiene wise but it's not like you're like rubbing your butt on the on the ham no. you're rubbing your ham on the ham <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I see what you did there. But, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, so, um, did all that. This is really like a fast forward through our, our friendship and then college. And then I pretty much almost lived at your mom's house for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. definitely had my own place, but you were definitely I, a fixture. I lived with my parents, but also I kind of had my own <laughs> room at your house. Yeah, that was And was there time. at least like three or four nights a week. That was a, but, um, yeah, man. I can't believe we've known each other that long. It's like, what, 16 years now? I, uh... I assume this is mine. Yes, that's your water. That's cold water. Um... So, uh, I remember when one of these parties... I was looking through... Because I was, had to back up my computer recently. This is boring, but... Um, I was going through those pictures, and I think I sent them to you when we went out one time. I mean, we were like, what, 21? 20 maybe um and i think it was i think it was christmas time no i think it was just general we were going around looking at lawn ornaments oh yeah <laughs> and this is probably looking back 
we probably could have gotten in a lot of trouble. But we're driving around like late at night, going around the neighborhood, picking up people's lawn ornaments, like sneakily going into the yard, like taking their flamingos and their gnomes off their yard. <laughs> and we went back to your house and just stupidly, no, I don't know why this is so funny. It probably no one else, probably because we were there. But then we just wrapped them in aluminum foil, and they just put them back. The space. And that was adventure. it. Like we never went back to see like what happened. <laughs> like that we didn't see any reaction. We were just stupid, wrapping crap in in foil. Yeah, but, uh, putting capes on them and and Remember, there was one house down the road from my mom's place that we hit several times. <laughs> This one particular duck that they had, it was like or goose, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we go there, take it, wrap it in aluminum foil, put it back. And a couple days later, aluminum foil is off of it. So the next night, <laughs> went and attacked again. Attacked. <laughs> uh, it's probably the most innocent form of vandalism you can do. Yeah. I just can't imagine what was going through these people's heads. I saw, speaking of innocent and not vandalism, <laughs> let's get off of that. No, we have a record of us being dumb when we were young. Um, I saw, like, the best prank I think I've ever seen. Because I'm always, there's always a fine line, I saw it online, and there's always, like, a fine line between pranks being, like, dicks or, or just, like, people getting hurt. This yeah. one was, like, the most innocent, best thing I've ever seen. Like, it, it looked like they were, like, at a... They're like teenagers, like two guys, where there's a guy showering, and it looked like they're like at a summer camp or something, and I mean, so, so he's facing the shower, washing, rinsing shampoo out of his hair, yep. <laughs> and then the guy's just behind him, and every time like he's almost done rinsing, he just squirts more shampoo on his head, and it was like five minutes of this guy, because he can't see anything, yeah. and he's just like flipping it, losing his shit. Just brilliant in its simplicity on that one. It's, uh, it's, oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that one. It's so good. Um, so I guess, so I, I think we talked about this recently, but the best memory, or the I guess probably the earliest memory <laughs> I have, was when we met in. So what, what was that? Like sixth grade? We we're like ten or eleven, probably eleven if it was that. Two chubby um, kids getting through life. Yeah, but it wasn't when we met, but it was like that year, and you never. Like you said, you never uh, for band. We had band class together because we were super cool and um, yeah. <laughs> some really cool eleven year old. Just and then could not keep the ladies off of it. <laughs> and then um, so I remember you would never. Br- you always had an excuse, and you would never bring your clarinet to class. So you would always just sit there or go somewhere. And the one day you tried, <laughs> the one day Brad actually tries to bring his clarinet to class, you said, so you told our teacher that, you, he asked where it was, and you said you didn't have it because you were bring, you were bringing it to class and you were standing at the bus stop, <laughs> and it was on the curb, and then the bus driver popped the curb on the bus. Which is true, no one believed me, and ran over up. the clarinet case, you know, sent it spiraling into the ditch. That's the best thing. The one time I actually told the truth about where my clarinet was, and no one believed me. Um, Boy who cried wolf kind of thing, I guess. We did, as as you know, uh, Noelle and my wife and I did that blog for our wedding, and I used that story for years as, like, the (laughs) intro, and I just think it paints you, like, so perfectly. (laughs) Just all, like, the best intentions, and then... 
Just falling flat on just, my face. <laughs> just eating it. Oh, God. Um, set the precedence for my life right there. God, that was so good. And that's when I knew we were going to be besties. Mm-hmm. With testies. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess if you want to go, I guess we could go, if, you, if you're comfortable with it. Do you want to talk about the bachelor party? Because I've heard stories. I, yeah, Brad, Brad was a groomsman in my wedding. Nothing is really off limits with me. Uh, it's a, it's <laughs> so a I'll let you funny, tell it. It's a funny story, and I'm happy telling it because it made people Dude, laugh. Because I'm excited. I've heard because I have I've heard recollections, <laughs> but I haven't heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, here's a treat for y'all listeners out there. All eight of you. I don't know how many guys you got. <laughs> Is there a way to yeah, see I got, how many people view you? We now? have like two in Canada now. All oh, right, my Canadian brethren. <laughs> there you go. Prince Edward Island represent. Anywho, uh, yes, bachelor party, St. Pete downtown. Uh, got the whole group together. You know the usual crew. Uh, Brent was there, the guy in the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Anywho, we start at the Italian like restaurant. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe, yeah. Uh, started out with two glasses of wine there. <laughs> um, I, well, I want to preface this by, I think you told, I don't know if you told me, but you told somebody saying, yeah, I don't want to get crazy tonight, <laughs> I'm just going to have like, <laughs> yeah. And I think it was that dinner, you're like, I'm just going to have like one or two glasses of wine. And and, yeah, <laughs> immediately just put my foot in my mouth on that one. <laughs> I think I start out every night like that. You I'm do. Like, oh, I'm going to go easy, and then... Something like what's going to happen very soon happens. <laughs> Anywho, two glasses of wine and a salad. Bad idea. <laughs> I'm not carbo. I'm not carbo loading. I'm not throwing any protein in my body to help me with the crap that I'm going to put in my body later. So leave from there, going to the other places, you know, we're bar hopping, going to breweries and having a, a joyous time. And at one point, I decided to switch to liquor. <laughs> And the drink of choice was uh, Tom Collins. I have no idea what's in them. I assume it's gin. (laughs) But in my drunken state, it sounded like a great idea. I I felt like being classy. Yeah. Anywho, and that's when everything started getting hazy. Uh, So I go out. I guess you guys are still in the bar. I go outside. You can make up any part of my story right now, and I'd say, yes, that's what I was doing. I have no idea. Yeah. Within you, reason. You were MIA at one point. I believe you went into a comatose-like state. <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, just complete wreck. You know, as a bachelor should be. You know, that's our job to get yeah. you in that state. Uh, so they probably, I think they carried you off somewhere, and I was not far behind. Uh, but I decided to go outside and... You know, throw up in my natural habitat, which is a bush. <laughs> right, it was right off front, wasn't it? Like, yes, it was. Or maybe like half a block down. It was like I, <laughs> you, you wandered away. I had to find the right bush. You can't just throw up into any bush. You know, it has to have the right amount of density to it and good dirt to grass ratio in there. You know, you can't just throw up in any bush. I'm, I'm a professional here. Uh, so yeah, I find, I find my perfect bush. I throw up in said bush, and then I pass out in said bush. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing this brand new hoodie that I have. It's a it's a good hoodie, with a hood thrown up over my head. And I, I'm woken up by having a warm, 
pressure, like kind of a pinpoint pressure on the side of my head, <laughs> like in the temple area. So that rouses me up. And, <laughs> I, I, and then I, I quickly realize that someone is urinating on me. <laughs> So I, I do. Oh, what, I, I love it. So I do much. what anyone would do in that situation. I freak out. No! <laughs> and the guy that is urinating on me has no idea I'm there either. <laughs> so that startles him. He's oh, oh my god! <laughs> I am so sorry. And we're all freaking out there for a second. And I'm still laying there like an idiot. And uh, I don't remember saying this, but. Uh, Jason, who was outside, mm -hmm. heard the whole thing, had yeah. no idea it was me. Yeah, yeah. He just heard I've that heard someone this. was getting peed on and <laughs> thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but he hears me say uh, something to the effect of, well, I guess it's not entirely your fault. <laughs> I'm the one laying in the bush right now. <laughs> and then he just disappears into the night. Oh, uh, I never got a look at his face. I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I think my favorite, I mean, obviously, sad, that's yeah. pretty great, um, but from the other side of that story, Tyler, <laughs> who was also at the party with us, a friend of ours, was, uh, yes, your roommate, was out with us, and <laughs> from what I heard the next morning, he, like, because nobody could find you, because you were sleeping <laughs> in the bush, so nobody knew where you were, and Tyler, apparently... I send a text message. Yeah, well, no, no, but this is know. what it was, this is what... <laughs> This is, I guess, you and Tyler were texting, and Tyler said he realized something was wrong because you both have iPhones. So when you're typing, the little bubbles pop up. <laughs> he said he realized something was wrong when the little bubble said you were typing for like 20 minutes because <laughs> you had passed out in the bush with your finger on the <laughs> on the keyboard. Slew of Oh, so like that's when that was his cue to like try to figure out where you were because you were. He just saw that you were, act from his perspective, active somewhere on your phone for like 20 minutes with no response. Just trying my best. Yeah, that's all you can do, buddy. Yeah. I don't expect any more from you. <laughs> oh, God. So, so I did not expect that night to turn into what it did. Uh, you kind of had to have a slight idea, given the group that you were with. Really though, I didn't. It was like I knew we would yeah, have we would have fun and like obviously we'd be having some drinks and all that kind of stuff. But then like all the stories I heard like the next day <laughs> from like because we all kind of we were all in the same group and we all kind of like even like within the same bar we're like branching out a little bit like making like little subgroups and like chatting or whatever. And all I heard from like the different groups, everybody just had like a crazy, ridiculous <laughs> experience. <laughs> Um, no one can top my golden shower, though. Oh, God. I don't <laughs> think anybody wants to. Uh, and, yeah, what was it? The the next few days, I was known as the guy that got peed on at the wedding. Yeah. I had several people approach me. And I felt so bad that you felt so bad because you <laughs> felt so sick the next... Cause it oh, was the, the it next was, day was awful, yeah. Yeah, because we did our bachelor and bachelorette parties. And then the next day was the... Uh, the rehearsal, and then the next day was the actual wedding. <laughs> you couldn't even show up to the rehearsal because <laughs> you were still so out of it from the night before. I had a mishap on the way there. You want to explain what that is? Yeah, once again, this involves throwing up. <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, listeners, are you here about me throwing up so much? Uh, yeah, I was on the way there, stopped at an intersection, and it was coming. There was no stopping it. And The intersection was like your street, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was literally a mile or two down the road. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. And I grabbed a um, Publix plastic bag. Shout out to Publix. I hope it gets <laughs> back from that. I don't think what you're about to do is going to get us any form of public sponsorship. <laughs> Anywho, I, I, I did my business in that, but it turns out Publix failed me, so we're not going to get kicked back from there, I guess. And there's a hole in the bottom of the bag, and it ended up all over my nice gray chinos, the only pair that I own. The only nice pants I have. Oh, God. And I thought I could get home and clean myself up and head back out again, and uh, it was it was not going to happen. Not only was I the guy that got peed on at the wedding, I was also the guy that threw up on himself. <laughs> on the way to the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> so these people that have no idea of who I am, this is their only idea that they have of me. Um, yeah, Brad, Brad's just not a drunken idiot all the time. <laughs> just sometimes. I'm, I'm composed half the time. Yeah. Um, you are actually very responsible because you're a firefighter. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you? <laughs> you have the big, probably the, the biggest big boy job of anybody I know. Yeah, it's um, weird to think that too. Yeah. Do you want to go into any of your uh, your firefighter stories? Anything about uh? Yeah. The classic. There's some good ones. Uh, I'm not going to go into, I mean, if we want to get deep later, you can go into the ones that kind of affect Oh, me, no, I was, I was thinking more like... We're, uh, we're going to keep it lighthearted. Uh, I remember... Mr. Tony. Oh, Champagne Tony. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yes, good old Champagne Tony. So, this is still early in my career. I'm at uh, Station 13, which uh, if y'all are from the Tampa Bay area, which is near Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of a rough area around there. You know, it's a very busy station. So we go to a call at the USF Marshall Center, and uh, for a fall or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. It says bleeding. Or, I can't remember the call sheet. <laughs> Anywho, we get there and we see a crowd of people standing around something, and within this crowd of people, I see sticking out two legs, and those legs are seem to be in one of those sumo wrestling suits. <laughs> so as we get closer in the crowd parts, we realize that, yes, in fact, it is one of those sumo wrestler suits. And uh, this guy was handing out flyers in front of the Marshall Center, and he went to go chest bump someone. <laughs> I don't think I remember this. <laughs> yeah, this is my first ever call oh, okay. fire department. This is too. great. And... Uh, he chest bumps someone and goes flying back and whacks his head on a um, uh, like a handrail. Okay. Cuts the back of his head open. I mean, nothing too serious. Uh, it wasn't deep or anything, but yeah. head wounds tend to bleed a lot. There's a lot of capillaries in there, you know. <laughs> Very vascular. And, uh, yeah, so we're assessing him. He's, he's fine. He remembers everything that happened. He remembers you know, who he is. So no neck or back pain. So everything's going good, but my captain wants to transport him to the hospital, still in the sumo suit. (laughs) And he's (laughs) trying. 
And he's <laughs> trying to convince, I've never heard this. He's trying to convince the guy, too. It's like, well, since you took a fall, we don't know what's going on with your neck or back. And to, yeah. to make sure that we maintain your, your C-spine, we, sure. we'd rather keep you in the suit <laughs> to keep you, you know, immobilized. And the kid was not having any of it. He's like, no! And he's <laughs> getting out of the suit. So... We kind of uh, missed out on an opportunity of bringing a guy into a hospital in a sumo suit. I was, I was really looking forward to see how the nurses would see that or react to that. But, nay, it did not happen. So that's very disappointing. I'm going to go ahead and believe that it did because yeah. that's too good. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, in later years I could retell the story and, yeah, we transported <laughs> in the sumo suit. Yeah. God, that's good. Um, yeah. First ever call first one yep how I, I i don't want to push it but i think we need to go into champagne tony champagne tony because oh, yeah, one... i started mentioning that and i went to the other one no it's good bad storyteller anywho <laughs> champagne tony this is once again at 13 uh we go out for a overdose and uh we get there in this uh some apartment complex or something. We get there, walk into a uh, an apartment, and we see that this place is just completely trashed. Everything's torn off the walls, couches flipped over. Yeah. Except for this coffee table, which was neatly turned over, <laughs> and then a statue of an elephant placed directly in the center of it. I always remember that because it was just did not belong with the rest of the apartment. <laughs> So this, uh, I guess, this guy in his uh, drugged-out stage state decided to, to do that. Anywho, we find him. He's he's laying on the floor. He's all gorked out on something, and uh, his roommate proceeds to tell us that he bought two hundred or two thousand dollars worth of <laughs> crack, Jeez. and proceeded to smoke, snort, inject whatever he whatever form that he choose to do it in all of it and uh so needless to say he's on the floor for a very good reason uh we get up to him we ask him hey you know what'd you take what's going on here and he goes the only word we're able to get out of him is crack like he's crack so we we get him to the hospital and it was a smooth transport and nothing really too scary he was doing okay for the amount of crap that he had in him <laughs> yeah and uh, his wife beat us to the hospital, and uh, she was pissed. I guess he's done this many times before. <laughs> and she's yelling at him, saying, oh, I'm tired of this. Who'd you get it from this time? Where'd you get it from this time? And the only words that we got out of him besides crack was he just opens his eyes and lifts his head real quick and champagne tone it, and then passes out again. <laughs> So if you're in the Tampa Bay area and you need two thousand dollars worth of crack, go see Champagne Tony. Champagne Tony, which just, is the best drug dealer name I've ever heard. It's just fantastic. Like I, I feel like it's from, like The Sopranos, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not as classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, I remember the first time you told me that. I just I died. <laughs> I just died. Champagne Tony. He's kind of a. A mythical creature <laughs> in our group now. Oh, it's too good. Um, yeah, man, that's just—I don't know how you how you do that. 
even with just the good stuff or the bad stuff, but like everything you tell me, I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah, it, uh, it's a great job. It definitely adheres to my short attention span. Yeah. Because we get stuff like that. You know, you never know. Yeah. When that bell goes off, what you're going to get. True. And uh, it's it's very interesting. You get to see the best and the worst in everyone. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and we, we see people at their, you know, most dire moments. And, yeah. And then we also get to see people in <laughs> bits of stupidity like that. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Champagne Tony. Champagne Tony. The best. Um, <clears throat> you don't have to. I know you mentioned earlier. If you don't want to go into the the deeper part of that, well, we that side of work, huh? We can go deep if you want to. That's up to you. We can explore the depths of the human mind. Um, cause I don't think I, I've maybe heard a couple of like the heavier stories for me, but nothing really. I mean, and if you don't want to, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I was going to take it kind of somewhere else. But if you want to go into that, we 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 can. Yeah. Um. Because I know that once, has to be a, a yeah. Big once thing. again, you, we see the good and the bad. And, you know, we get those funny stories, but you, you get the ones that stick with you. Yeah. And uh, like the one that almost made me quit. Um, hmm. I was pretty early on the job again. All the weird stuff that seemed to happen very early. I, <laughs> I went right into it. But uh, I say I probably had three or four months on the job. And uh, once again, 13, I'm riding um, third man on the rescue car, so I'm sitting in the back, and we get a call for um, a pediatric code. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, those, you can, we can see, you know, anything that can happen to adults, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it sucks, but we can kind of deal with it because they're yeah. older, you know, and they kind of had a hand in what was going on, but mm-hmm. it's the kids that really suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> it was an 11-month-old, I believe. And, uh, Damn. Uh, we show up on scene. Uh, I'm still in the back, and I get out to, you know, open the back two doors to step out. You know, I got the monitor in my hand, and my lieutenant's already holding the kid, and he just hands it to me. Oh, jeez. And uh, he is, yeah, he's... He's pretty much dead. Um, so, grab a hold of him. I start, you know, doing compressions immediately. I, you know, I was able to hold him just in my two hands, mm-hmm. like that. You know, and just use my thumbs to do the Jesus. compression on this how small this kid was. Apparently, he had a uh, been left unattended in a bathtub. What? Yeah. Oh my God. No. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I've only worked a, a few codes before that, and they were all mm-hmm. you know adults. Yeah. A little different when they're adults, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kids, it's that's some rough stuff out yeah. there, you know. And uh, yeah, that one, that one stuck with me a lot. Yeah, you know, I had you know. Bad, well, I have to. I'd assume, yeah. I mean, you'd be a robot, like yeah. bad dreams, you know, like reliving it. And yeah, a lot. And uh, I was thinking about leaving. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, but what, especially so soon into it. Yeah, what really helped me out though was um, two guys I work with there, um, two other firefighters, mm-hmm. great dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they talk with me about it, you know, and they're, what got me through it was they were telling me that, um, you know, you didn't put them in that situation. Yeah. It was factors beyond your control. And just by being there and doing what you did, you did, all you did was help. 
You only did True. good for the kid. Yeah. You gave him a fighting chance, and that's all you can do, really, is just, you know, help people the best you can and give them a fighting chance. Yeah, and, yeah that's kind of... Yeah, I didn't... Like, we don't... Like I said, that's heavy stuff, and we don't have to mm-hmm. go into that. I was kind of going to see, like, how... Like, I guess that kind of feeds into what I was going to get. Like, how do you... Like, what kind of stuff do you do other than, like... That's a good answer, like, having you, like, the guys talk to you. But, like, how do you, like, mm-hmm. deal with that, like, going home from... Because that's something that I don't know. Yeah, it's, um... Like, what do you have in place for yourself to help you do that kind of stuff to just kind of... Not, not, for lack of better terms, you're not shaking it off because, obviously, it's with you, but, like... Yeah. To just um, kind of go home afterwards or whatever. Yeah, it's, um... Don't necessarily, necessarily, that came out weird, uh, <laughs> shake it off or bury yeah, it or yeah. anything, but you, we kind of um, move through it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I don't know if you know a lot of firefighters, but you know, probably don't really know. We're, we're kind of, um, our humor is kind of dark. Yeah. It develops a kind of a dark yeah. uh, sense to it. That's kind of how we deal with it. I know, I know some like doctors are the same kind of way. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, you see terrible stuff all the time. Yeah, and you know you have to deal with it. But, um, yeah, the w- way we manage it is just you know. I wouldn't want to say that we behave like assholes, but no, I hear you. It's not a, exactly the. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not exactly. I feel like if if I can interject, people. but maybe if it's like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like dealing with it at home but when you're on the job you just kind of this is going to be a lack of better terms scenario but not make light of whatever it is but kind of doing what you can to get through it and then dealing with it like off the job does yeah. that make sense off yeah off the job um you you're know, not saying like, like you're joking with everybody on the way on the ride home from that that call or anything no, you know yeah, I, mean. calls I like think that i think is, everyone listening knows what we're getting at yeah calls like that yeah it's pretty silent on the yeah. way back but you know, we deal with it. We just, uh, you know, at this station, you know, ribbing each other, messing with each other all the time. Yeah, kind of, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. diverting attention away. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you know, we're pranksters and stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. mess with each other. You know, uh, constant ribbing and stuff. You know, that's kind of how we work through it. And uh, but at home, uh, just kind of put my attention elsewhere. Yeah with it um because they found that um with situations like that they have um what they call like some kind of a what is it critical stress incident debriefing or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's where they have they'll have like a therapist come over and they'll talk about the call but they found that 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 actually does not help at all it makes it worse oh really yeah you're dwelling on it sure yeah and yeah, you've Interesting, seen it. Yeah. yeah, you've already seen it, and that, that's all it should be. But then when you come back and you're constantly talking about it again, you're reliving it. Yeah, I can see it, that. It does yeah. a lot more damage than good. Hmm. And they found that it just let us be and kind of do our own thing because the way we've been dealing with it has worked so far. Yeah. We still are able to be somewhat functioning members of society. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got some hooligans, but... Yeah, just uh, yeah, just kind of misdirecting attention away from it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I not necessarily in in that regard, but like I do that a lot myself. Like mm. whether it be just 
if there's a tough situation, I'll either put the attention on me, even though <laughs> oftentimes I hate the attention on me, or yeah. just joke or, or do something to like yeah. dis- to distract. It's a natural coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, so, how about like personally, other than like like outside the like. Um. Personally, do you do, I, I know. I mean, I know you well enough that I know you've done like meditation and that kind of stuff in the past. Yeah, like, is I that think, something you use for for that too? Yes, that helps greatly. I'm, yeah. I've actually gotten back into it again. Uh, no one I've been thinking about, or not thinking, but like we do want to. We just got to figure out, like, start scheduling it out. We we're talking about it actually this week, like just doing it together. Like, yeah, once it's, a day. Um, all you need is, you know, I just do ten minute sessions, you know, in the morning and at night, and probably in the afternoon. Yeah, it doesn't really take much, and then. I mean, you can always increase the time sure. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, there's no real set way to doing it. Like, yeah. I got, the way I kind of got an idea of how to do it was I read um, the Dalai Lama's book on how to practice. Okay. And he yeah. kind of sets out kind of like a guideline of yeah how one should meditate. And, and I kind of use that, but, you know, tweaked it in my own way to that something sure. I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh... What's it? The Dalai Lama said that you have to have something to, to focus on, like a like a make believe kind of mm. a meditation object that you kind of see in your mind, but you kind of uh, think of it as right in front of you, uh-huh. and you try and visualize what it is, and uh, pick out all the details in it, and just make it more and more detailed in your mind. Yeah. And what that does, it just kind of gets your mind to focus. Focus. Yeah, yeah. On one thing and not really outside stuff. Yeah, like thinking. Get an Aerosmith yeah. song stuck in your head, and yeah. I gotta do the whole thing now. <laughs> and yeah, but, um, I it, forgot who it was on another podcast. I want to say the Nerdist, and um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say Martin Starr, the uh, the actor. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Because he's a Nichiren Buddhist. Okay, and that's kind of the thing that I got into. Mm-hmm. First, there was another guy at the station that was a Nichiren Buddhist, and they have their chanting things. But it, when it came to something about meditation, he said, uh, "I want to say it was him. I'm not entirely sure. My memory is terrible." <laughs> but we'll give credit to Martin Starr on this one. <laughs> it was uh, when you start to have those wandering thoughts, not to really fight them, mm-hmm. and try and make them stop because it's not going to work. Yeah. Just kind of let the thoughts happen. Yeah. And kind of flow, and eventually it'll kind of fade away. Interesting, yeah. Just let them work out naturally. Yeah. And, you know, I took that to heart and started doing that, and it worked great. Yeah. Because um, before, you know, trying to fight all the thoughts, it just, it's, you'll get a headache. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I might be in that same boat. It's yeah. it's hard for me to get my brain to, to shut up. Yes. Um, I, I know the feeling. But, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, we've been thinking about, because just with, like, with Noelle's, she just started a, a new, well, a job, her same job at like a new location. So it's been kind of stressful on her and, um, we just both have a lot going on. So I feel like, like we've noticed that we're both not with each other, but like a little bit more short fused because of just stresses yeah, of just in general stuff. So like, um, so yeah, we're, we're talking about, I think we might pick that up just to just kind of level out a little bit, but it's always something I've, it's just, it's. I've always something that I've uh, I've thought of doing and just never did, which is dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really takes no time out of your day. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Sleep is the best meditation, too. Yeah. Sometimes you get a lot of that, you'll be fine, too. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But you've always kind of been a friend that's kind of always been gravitated towards, like, Western kind of idea stuff that has always been interesting to me. Like, you always just, like, kind of studied that kind of, like... Oh, Eastern? Yeah. Oh, Eastern, what did I say? I said Western? Yeah. Oh, you know. Western. Eastern. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. McDonald's. (laughs) McDonald's. You've always gravitated towards it. Yes, Eastern. You've always kind of, um, even just, like, read up or or just practiced or done whatever, and it was always kind of fascinating to me. Yeah, I've, um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, the other two guests you have, they're more of the, uh, the Christian kind of... I don't know yeah. about Jared. I didn't, didn't get to finish that one. I'm more to, to <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah, he, get out. He, uh, yeah, he, he, same thing. He grew up in a church. Yeah, he works at a church. Yeah, I know you guys were touching up on that, but yeah, I've, um, I was not really brought up Christian. Yeah. So, in that way, I kind of studied other religions on my own, just mm-hmm. purely on Which my own interests. Which is fantastic. Like, yeah. even as a kid who grew up Christian, like. I still, like, even when I was, sorry not to cut you off, but even, like, as a teenager, I was like, yeah, I kind of also just want to, like, every week go to a different church of a different religion and just kind of sit and see what they do. Yeah, because that's a great thing to do, because you start to see similarities between all of them. Because I've I've not necessarily read through every religious text, you know, I've read most of the Bible, you know, picked out parts of it, Leviticus gets crazy. Uh, and I've read the most of the Quran, gone mm-hmm. through that, and I have um, the Lotus Sutra and the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And, yeah, and uh, I'd like to expand my collection and find yeah. other religious texts. And but you, you'd see the Hobbit, the Hobbit, <laughs> yes, or in the Silver Lane, probably. Uh, you know, Bilbo is our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Sorry, not to distract. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's something that a lot of people should really look into, regardless of, you know, your upbringing, like if yeah. you're strictly Christian or strictly Muslim or strictly you know, Buddhist or Hindu. Yeah. It's good to read up on the other ones, too, to yeah, see totally where they're agree. coming from. Yeah, Because there's, there's similarities in all of them, and the main message for any of them is just be cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> be cool with each be other. a nice guy and yeah. nice things will happen to you or or lady you know yeah yeah it um it's always interesting to me that so, not every, like most of my friends like you included but even like my friends that are christian or whatever like and i think it might be just a generational thing but like are cool with like as someone like i'll put this on me personally as someone who grew up christian i'm totally open and like learning about other religions Mm -hmm. and i feel like there are some people who don't because they feel like it's lack of better terms again but kind of like polluting their belief system so they won't read like the quran Mm -hmm. or something because but also my argument to that is then I feel like your faith isn't that strong. If you're, if you feel like you should yeah. be open to just see, if anything, hear what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're scared to read something because you don't want it to affect your belief, then maybe check your beliefs yeah. because that seems like you need to work on your own thing more than other people. Like, 
it's more like shutting other people out because you're scared of what they have to say rather than just being open to the idea. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's a uh, we're all we're all people on this little blue <laughs> dot. And there's no need to really shut out other people based on you know yeah. how they were brought up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I've always uh, why I tend to gravitate more towards Buddhism and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not by any means a practicing Buddhist. I yeah. I kind of take their ideals and and uh, kind of use that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm undisciplined in a lot of things. <laughs> I, like, I I kind of half-ass a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I just kind of I use their ideas. Uh, in their ways of practicing, in a way, God, and I'm, I'm actually making myself sound like a Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Buddhist, but you know, I, I, I meditate. And but, I, but I'm and the stuff. Buddha. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm working towards enlightenment. But I'm not a Buddhist, you know. I'm, but that's the thing. I'm like, not a vegetarian. But yeah, I, just, I eat a lot of plants. My whole thing is like, with whether it be philosophy or religion or. Um, yeah, or just the way you behave. I feel like it's all oh, in, in a global human standpoint, the, regardless of what you believe, it's like you said, just it's all teaching you to be a nice person. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just like that's just the all you should do. Yeah, it's just something I was kind of leaning, leaning towards on that was um, especially with the, the Dalai Lama and the, some of the texts I've read of his, he's very accepting of other religious yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. beliefs and stuff, and he believes they should all kind of come together in yeah. a way and sure. learn from each other and teach one another. And and uh, I think that's that's a great thing. Um, yeah. I think it should be something that's... Well, also, it just... Practice a lot more. Yeah. Which but, is more feasible nowadays, because with our interconnectivity with yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. of the world. But also, it's just like... I Personally, I feel like it's just important to... I feel like it's just sad once you stop hearing other points of views on stuff you know what i mean like yeah so it doesn't you, have to be religion just like the way you live your life to be a happy person is interesting to me but like yeah i don't know i feel like being open to it leads to a being and this isn't this is coming from a guy who isn't happy all the time <laughs> but like it's just yeah, no i feel like is. it's easier to be open than yeah like how, how it just seems exhausting to be closed off i was telling noel this the other day i was just like if anything, if yeah, even if you're a jerk, and that's not cool, just pr trying to be in your shoes, your life just seems so tiring. Like I don't have time for it. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to close people off <laughs> yeah. nowadays. It's just, just being mean and on the defensive all the time is just. Ah, oh, it makes me tired. It makes me want to take a nap because it's yeah. just because it's so easy to find stuff to be to, to be mad about that like it just won't stop and you'll just keep doing it until you go to wake up and then you go to bed at night like it's just yeah it's it's weird yeah I find myself in those states sometimes and you, know, you just gotta remind your I like to remind myself too you know yeah whatever's pissing you off laugh at it find something sure yeah to laugh Th this at is coming from a guy who's had just like yeah. nothing nothing bad's happened but I just had kind of like a downer week I go up and down and like it's yeah. just hasn't I say downer but it just hasn't been a particularly happy couple of days and mm -hmm. nothing really bad's happened it's just normal state of mind you yeah. you go really happy or then you go at least personally i go like up for a couple of days and just kind of mellow out 
and then I'll go up, and then something bad might happen, I go down, and then mellow out again. It's just the constant up and down, so, like, mm. it's not like I'm walking around, like, like, uh, the Truman Show all the time. <laughs> but, uh... watching that, no Yeah. Uh, it's... that movie freaked me out. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> but, uh, what was, um... Cooper. I lost my train of thought there. We were talking about just being nice and different ideas. and Oh, yeah. Like you said, you have your, your down days and stuff like that. and It happens to everyone, and the trick is not to dwell on it and think that that's sure. the worst yeah. day. Yeah. Which is, uh, I like to allude to the Homer Simpson philosophy. I never really watched <laughs> the show that much, but there's one snippet that I saw from it that I, I, I kind of took to heart, and it's like, oh... It, is um, Bart Simpson goes on saying this is the worst day ever, and Homer interjects and it's like, so far, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. And that's a great way to look at it. It's like, yeah, it may you may yeah be feeling the most down you've ever felt, but then again, you're not dead yet. There's yeah. other days. Sure, like, sure. It, yeah, I've I've been learning in life that like personally, like mean. Me now is the same person that earlier this week was kind of just kind of having a rough week. And then it's the same person that a week ago was super chipper. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. so it's not, I feel like it's just a, a process of learning that all those parts are okay. Like, it's okay to be, like, even, because Noel and I are both kind of, quote unquote, like, um introverts not n- not not to the point where we like we don't like hanging out but sometimes we just like coming home and recharging i mean i know you kind of really, like i'm a, the exact same like way. sometimes we just want to read read a book and recharge and then we'll go out and do it you know what i mean yeah, like I, yeah enjoy the silence but like those things are uh those things are being quiet and being at home and kind of being mellow this is just as a part of you as being upset or just a part of you as being happy and it's all the same it's all the same uh same thing just a, a feelings lasagna <laughs> ah i like that which layer is the ricotta uh, i feel like that one that's the quiet part of the ricotta <laughs> so we'll be back with more feeling food talk <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah and i mean i'm i'm, I'm young i'm 26 and Fifteen years. Once I have this podcast microchipped into my brain, I'll be like, "You're an idiot." Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, Johnny. that's the thing. I'm just open to the idea of not. I'm open to the idea of being wrong and everything I'm saying. I'm, I'm cool with learning. I like yes. learning. That's the one of the great joys in life is learning. Yeah. Things. You know, <laughs> in, so. in a non-school setting where it's not forced upon you, it, learning on your own accord. Yeah. Seeking out what interests you and everyone. Yeah, that's why, like, I went, this is kind of similar, but, like, going off of, like, the not school thing. Like, when I was getting ready to graduate college, because, like, for so long, like, I don't know, like, I have my gripes with our school system, but for so long from, like, high middle school to high school to college, um, that's the route I took. Very little time to... I mean, you make time, but very little time to, like, devote to 
even just reading for pleasure. So like to the point where like I was getting ready to graduate college, I still have just like shelves of books in my mm. in my shelf in my bookshelf that like I just have not read. <laughs> like because I was like I'm gonna read this one and this one. These are all these are twenty years worth of books I haven't read yet. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's my biggest problem is the amount of books that I have and starting one, getting halfway through, yeah. it, and then starting another one. Yeah, I get I I don't get burned out because I'm enjoying what I'm reading yeah. usually, but like. I just go through phases. I think I go through phases of not necessarily interest, but phases of type of entertainment I like consuming. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was reading. Cause I ha- I've only read a couple when I was younger, but I've been reading through the series of unfortunate events books, and like, I blew that through them. Lemony snickets. Yeah. Great so thing. I blew through because the, they have the new Netflix show coming out or whatever. I blew through like there's like thirteen of them, and I got wow. through like seven. And I, I think I'm on the seventh one. I've been like on the last three chapters for like a month and a half, <laughs> and they're just kids' books. Like I, I was literally blown through like one a day, one yeah, every two days, not, not exactly and then I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, read. Yeah, and I told Noel like, I, like they're like they're fantastic books, even like as an adult reading them because mm-hmm. there's like adult humor kind of layered in there and stuff. That's great. But I told Noel like, I know what he's doing when he wrote these books because like they start. So just because. For keeping the theme, there's 13 books and there's 13 chapters in each book. Um, but the first one starts thin and then they progressively get bigger. So the number, the chapters stay the same. So it's just, so the chapters are each getting chapter bigger. bigger. <laughs> so like I'm a fully grown adult who enjoys reading, but like <laughs> I'm just reading like these chapters are so long now. Because <laughs> oh, that's how you pace yourself. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll get through one chapter, yeah. or two chapters today. And they're not long. They're just like. Two pages longer than they were before. <laughs> but it's noticeable, yeah. damn it. Uh, I'm like, I'm five. <laughs> I don't want to read a big book. Um, yeah, yeah, here, just learning and and I like filling, just filling your brain with stuff. Yeah, that's why I listen to a lot of podcasts with, uh, or just in general podcasts, but like, I like listening to a, like the sciency and. Uh, philosophy podcast a lot yeah there's some good ones out there like NPR does some with like Invisibilia yeah yeah where they deal with like the the abstract mm-hmm. kind of thoughts but Invisibilia things you can't really yeah, yeah. see and yeah there's some really cool stuff on there like they just take one word and focus on that like <laughs> fear what fear means yeah yeah like that. it's uh yeah that kind of stuff's great yeah I enjoy it very much I'm glad that we're able to access something like that at any time, anywhere. <laughs> right. With this little device that I have in my hand that mostly sees my face when I'm pooping. <laughs> the thing that I, I sometimes use to make phone calls. Yes. I, I think I actually spoke words into it the other day. Was, I don't know. That was weird. I could, I could have said this on one of the past episodes. I can't remember. But I was, saying, I was talking to some... I want to say I was talking to, to Jarrett Haas who was on the first episode, but I don't think it was on the podcast, so I'm going to say it now, but, like, um, yeah, to the point where, like, it's so weird that we use our phones for everything almost other than calling, that, like, yeah. when somebody calls me, my brain's just like, crap, something's <laughs> happening. You gotta talk to someone. No, not even that. I'm just like, something terrible. Someone's oh, going yes, to the hospital. Yep. Something, my brain just, my, my brain's always just, like, 
just an instant from like paranoia all the time that like if if like if I saw that you were calling him like Brad's dying. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> And God it's probably forbid, most likely a butt dying. Yeah, God forbid, like, you just want to be friends and talk with your mouth. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. But also, my brain's just like, but Brad wouldn't be calling you if he's dying. <laughs> he no. Could, he couldn't. He'd probably call yeah. his mom. <laughs> you'd, yeah, you'd find out through other means. <laughs> Which is, oh, wow, that reminds me, one time I, I did go to the hospital for an emergency reason. Um, I think it was... Something wrong with my tummy. It was hurting me very, very bad. <laughs> but it was at work, so I had to get transported to the hospital. And, and um, gastroenteritis, that's what it was. Okay. And I was being a big girl about it, apparently. <laughs> but it really hurt. But on the way there, they hit me up with some morphine to kind of get me to stop yeah, yeah. belly aching about it. <laughs> belly aching. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? And I uh, get to the hospital and. I call my mom in my morphine-induced haze, <laughs> and I just go, hey, mom, um, I'm at Florida Hospital, T no, it wasn't Florida Hospital Tampa at the time, but um, Florida Hospital Fletcher or something like that, Yeah. UC, uh, UCH, yeah, UCH, UCH Fletcher, yeah, yeah. and then just hung up. <laughs> and of course, my poor mom, she's the most paranoid person I've ever met. Uh, uh, she's listen she'll listen to this later. Hi, I, love, I love Mama Brad. Yeah. And her mind immediately goes to the worst thing yeah. every time. Uh, My mom does that a little bit, too. I think it's just moms. Yeah. yeah I guess that's what having kids <laughs> yeah. does to you. you just... You're trying to make sure a tiny human doesn't die all the time. <laughs> that when they call you and they're in the hospital, you freak the hell out. <laughs> and I think I, I think I sent a text to my dad. Which is, I should have done the opposite, because my dad doesn't know what texting is. But now he's learning. Okay, I'm giving credit. <laughs> but yeah, he, I think he, he called me up and just left a message. Son, what the hell was that? And then just like, uh, hung up on that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I remember when, because I went to the hospital when I had um, that bad case of mono. A couple of years back when I was still in school. Got it. Like, Kissing. <laughs> I don't know where I got it. It wasn't up from that. Um, but, so, like, yeah, so I was in the hospital, and it was really bad. Really bad. But, like... <laughs> I think I remember that. You were gone for a while. Yeah. Um, this is way before Noelle and I were dating. But, like, I remember my mom was trying to, like play matchmaker with me and my nurse because right. we was also young like a young girl and like um I was like my, one I don't need your help but also I'm on way too many drugs to <laughs> comprehend what and she didn't really say anything she was like she's cute you should talk to her I'm like okay but okay <laughs> whatever so then but my schedule was my sleep schedule was just so all over the place because I was just so drugged up and and like on morphine or or uh um steroids or whatever at the time and then like you properly hit on someone <laughs> that's like, so like I remember I remember twice like it would like in the middle of the night she the nurse would come in to like give me more uh my medicine and that's like the only interaction I had with her so every time it would start with like hey how you doing <laughs> just like start that. mumbling and then pass out and was, Casanova over uh, here that's how nailed you it and then that's how, that's how I go but then I, I, met, pass out. I met a girl I don't need morphine to talk to. So yeah. <laughs> See, that's all 
one can ask for in your life. You, know? you, you gotta need, find that person that you don't, you need, don't need morphine. To talk don't need to. any hard injections to, to, to have fun with. And once you find that special lady, you put a ring on it. I think that's what Beyonce was talking about in her song. Uh, just morphine, morphine dates. That is a reality TV show I would watch. In the yeah, heartbeat. I feel like that was a, a dating website because they have morphine. They have like the only Amish and only farmers and yeah. you know amputee dating and any kind of dating site you can think of. Uh, so just, of course, there's got to be morphine dating. I'd watch nice. it. Get on a History Channel. That's right up your alley now. There you go. Oh god, um, history channel. <laughs> I like Everything how you. History. I was talking about this with my sister last night. But you're talking about like how your dad's learning how to text. My oh, dad. It's adorable. My dad <laughs> learned like a couple years ago. We got our we got iPhones a couple years years ago, and then a little bit before that is when he really started texting. But like, <laughs> it kicked off like once he got the iPhone and had like the emojis and stuff. But like, he, he texts like. I love him to death, but sometimes he texts like it's weird. Like he, he's so. My favorite Fine, is my, my favorite is like he, he. I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm passive aggressively in trouble with my dad all the time, even though I'm not because like I'll say something to him, but then he is really a big fan of ellipses, but a ton of them. <laughs> so like when he responds with me, he just says okay dot 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 yes. dot dot, and then sometimes it ends in a winky face. And I'm just like, Dad, I don't know what you want from me on this text. My uncle did the same thing when he texts, but he like instead of just one period in between sentences, he had six. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, how you doing? Dot dot dot. Want to go to Skipper's? Not like everything's a drum roll with him. <laughs> but an example on how my dad is using emojis now. He's really leaning into it, and it's great. He everything that he says afterwards, he has an emoji representation of what he just said. <laughs> like, uh, like here's a snippet. I talked to him the other day. Via text, is uh told him I'm doing my paramedic rides on Rescue 13 today. He's like, great, hope you have fair seas. And then he throws in a couple of the water things. <laughs> the and then I go, only one transport so far. And he goes, calm before the storm, lightning, <laughs> and then one of those hourglass things. <laughs> oh, I just want to start texting your dad. Yeah, just I want to see if eventually he just evolves into only emotion. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, parents and technology are the best. Or, I mean, also the worst, but sometimes the best. That's a, it's, it's interesting with my my mom. She's the one that kind of introduced me to technology and stuff. She yeah. got the, my first computer and stuff. Yeah. And downhill from there. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but uh, she's always been a like a programmer her whole life. Yeah. That's what she does, you know, typing mm-hmm. in MS-DOS and C++ kind yeah. of stuff. Something I know nothing about. But it's still funny because when it comes to uh, GUIs or graphical graphic, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your. I just saw behind your eyes and your brain broke. <laughs> graphic user interface. <laughs> oh, that was when a magical moment. When it comes to moment. that, no idea. Like you can give her a computer and she can break that thing apart and know exactly what she's doing if she's using MS-DOS. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to, like, tell her to do, like, save as a paint <laughs> file, maybe, yeah. no idea. Like, yeah. completely lost on her. Awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, we... Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but it's silly. My family's always been, um, been a, a, like a... This is such me such a douchey term, but a quote unquote like Mac family. Like we just always had like Apple computers and stuff around our house, just because that's what I think it was because that's what my stepdad used at work, and he just liked it so much that that's just kind of what we always kind of had at the house. Whatever computer we had, it was a Mac. So I remember like in so it was a weird curve, like in high school, like using PCs. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, I'm not going to be stupid, but also, what the hell? <laughs> like, I have to go into my computer to find stuff. What is this? There's two different kinds of clicks. What yeah, are you telling me. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's always interesting. Like, if you learn one thing, and then like your mom being able to take apart a computer, and then not save a word doc. Where <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's. Trying to get her to set up stuff like I—that's how I learned was just sitting in front of a computer and just screwing with it. Yeah, yeah, that's how I did too. Yeah, and yeah, it was with PC, not yeah. Mac. Well, so that's kind of how I learned both because I was like, all right, I'm not gonna be an idiot yeah. who doesn't know how to use a PC, so I would just like do stuff until I think kind of figured it out. That's yeah, that's like how I explore. I just started exploring, just just right clicking on everything and going to properties and yeah. saying, where, where does this go and what can yeah. I do with that? Yeah. And, but yeah, and then that when I encountered my first Mac, I was incredibly frustrated, like a <laughs> monkey with a bone trying to crack open something just angry. Yeah, that was a weird example. A monkey with a bone. I kind of flashed over to two thousand one Space Odyssey for some reason. I let it go, just slowly figuring out something and how to use tools. Thanks, Kubrick. Yeah, I figured. Uh... I figured somebody else would know what you were talking about, so yeah. I just let it go. He's like, oh, you saw the obelisk, didn't you? <laughs> Learned how to crack open other chimps' skulls. Classic monkey with a bone. A monkey with a bone. Oh, God. <laughs> i bring you more of examples like that. Completely detached and nothing to do with what I was talking about. Oh, God. Um, yeah, man. We've been going for over an hour. Dang. Is there anything else you, you want to chat? I mean, I'm not saying we need to stop, but if you, yeah. is there anything else you want to chat about? Uh, I'm or are you all feeling over the place? My mind is it's fuzzy. A, a web of <laughs> confusion. Did you? Yeah, I was yeah. glad you were coming today because, like I said, I had kind of a not like keep saying rough week. Nothing bad happened. It was just yeah. uh, it was a very monotone week. So yeah. Yeah. it's always good times with you. Yeah. Divulge into silly, r- ridiculous antics all the time. Yes, we kind of. Ref- Slightly refrain from that. Uh, yeah, that's most, surprisingly. <laughs> most of the time, our conversations just result into making loud noises <laughs> and uh, references to old crappy movies. And, yeah, that's so cool. We've yeah. done a good job yeah, behaving I, like kind of adults. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking about like old movies, I think at one point for this podcast, I want to do like... I think I mentioned this on... I might have said this on Haas's, excuse me, Haas's episode, but I think I want to do like a mystery science theater-ish podcast, yes, I'm in. but like with us just with Mike's watching, watching a movie and, and Eric, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I'm down with. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to figure out how to do that. This is way beyond my means right now, but it would be fun to do it live so people could watch along. 
Oh, or we could just record it and tell people to watch a movie while they play it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, kind yeah. of do it like a build-up, say, okay, we're starting it now. now like, yeah. <laughs> sink your watches. Yeah. But it could be fun. That would be, yeah, that would be awesome. I'd the, listen to it. I'd listen to that all the yeah. time. The internet is magic. It is. We do whatever we want. Shia LaBeouf with his twinkly fingers. <laughs> just do it! <laughs> what an amazing human being. I mean, he does have a braided rat tail. And it... It's simultaneously terrible and simultaneously. You know what? Good job, man. Yeah, <laughs> you, am, you got you got fun. that. <laughs> you have that braided rat tail. Bringing it back. They said you couldn't do it, and you did. You did it. <laughs> you did. You're living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> you are the dream. <sighs> my wife might disagree, but nice. I hope to one day get to the point in my life where I care so little that I will have a braided rat tail. <laughs> Why not start? <laughs> There's no better time than now. Maybe not that far, but maybe knowing the difference of not caring and just not doing it. You have, you have more fun that way. You <laughs> yeah. really don't give a shit. Yeah, there's some days when I just go, like, no inhibitions, and then there's just some days where I'm like, meh, I don't want it. <laughs> You're a perm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fun times. But... All right, dude. Well, I guess we can wrap it up. All right. Gonna, gonna chill. Playing the music, I gotta, I gotta walk off now. I'm going for too long. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right. Um, do you want to say? Do you, did do you, you have a catchphrase now? <laughs> I think so. Oh, what is it? Well, now it's just a buildup. We, I don't think we can have a catchphrase after two episodes. Yes, you can. It could be worse. <laughs> it, oh yes. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it could be worse. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Boss, everybody's done. <laughs> <laughs>